What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide Keller, and you're listening to The Card is Going to Change. And let me tell you about one of our beautiful, amazing, gracious, and awesome sponsors. That's right. It's Pollyanna DIY at Pollyanna DIY on Twitter, on Instagram. Go to PollyannaDIY.com, and you can get all sorts of amazing buttons, shirts, pins, the whole kit and caboodle. That's right, PollyannaDIY.com. But now, let's take it to the reason that you hit download, the reason that you are streaming. That's right, the card is going to change. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring this show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. That's jakprince.com. And uh, there's no Steve Guy. Are you the moderator? I'm the moderator of shorts, remember? Moderator of shorts? So that's what you That's what you said. Well, that's a worldwide joke. That's, yeah, that's, he'll, he'll like that one. Uh, we are here live in John Thorne's apartment that for a pretty penny, I will uh, send fans the address. <laughs> no, don't do that. I will... Uh, you, you DM me? You, you slide into those DMs? PayPal? You told me you tweeted my address when you got here, and I fucking flipped out. <laughs> I, I've never seen you rush to your phone faster. You rush to your phone faster at that than when trying to figure out the stuff about Sid. Yeah, because I don't want anyone fucking knowing where I live. You let Worldwide here. I like Worldwide. I love Worldwide. But would you say that he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't carry some, some weirdness with him? He's a member of the weird world. I guess so, yeah. yeah I, world, worldwide is a uh, respectable guy to other people's properties, as long as he's not intoxicated. The other one, though. The other one we can't speak that way of. Weird body? We can't speak that he was respectable to other people's properties, right? 
Why? What did he do? No, never mind. It was worldwide. He was. He's been known to put, kick in uh, windshields. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that was the whole Russell Rager thing. That's, that's I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't say that he's respectable to people's properties. He'd be respectable to my property. What if he gets mad? Why would he get mad? I. He, he's a lunatic at times. I know. I. I actually been meaning to talk to him about his drinking and uh, recreational drug use. <laughs> Because uh, his Instagram is like insane on like a Wednesday night. Oh, I gotta, I'm using this attitude era pillow. That was made I'm by. Clo- Ch- I'm getting real close to you. That was made by Chandler Bingham's grandmother. Oh, that makes me weirder. Okay, I'm laying. I'm three inches from John Thorne laying down. <laughs> yeah, he is <laughs> making him real uncomfortable. This is a really exclusive interview here. Oh, I forgot to take my shoes off too. Yeah, you're fucking like scuffing my couch up. <laughs> I got got this free from my Uncle Jack and Aunt Karen. What have you paid for in your house? The TV? No. This pillow? No. The chair you're sitting in? No. The table? No. What have you paid for in this house furnishing-wise? I don't think anything, actually. (laughs) The stove I got for free. The refrigerator I got for free. The kitchen table I got for free. Your bed. The bed was bought for me by somebody else. Who is that somebody else? I can't, I can't, I can't, uh... It was just a GoFundMe, a John Thorne needs to move GoFundMe? No! I don't... What do you think I am? Eh? So go back to this worldwide thing. Let's, what do you want to go back he, to? He, you, you say, his Instagram. Yes. What's wrong with it? It's insane. I, I haven't checked it out ever. It'll be like, it'll be like Wednesday at like 10 p.m. Uh-huh. And he's just like... Doing like a fucking POV cam of his face, like smoking cigarettes, screaming about like political fucking agendas, drunk outside of a bar somewhere. And it's like, I think he's the only person at the bar. When, why does that worry you? Well, don't you, don't you think that that's a little worrisome? I mean, which part, the yelling into the Instagram or the drinking? The, drink, the drinking on a daily basis? See much worry in that. You don't? You drink daily? <laughs> Not daily. How often are you having a drink these days? Twice a week. Twice? That's, that, okay, that's acceptable. Twice. I'm saying this is like... According to this podcast, every time I come to Cleveland for oh, yeah, let's, shows, let's... I get fucking hammered. I just want to I just want to uh, <laughs> make it clear that uh, we're sitting in my house. Uh, it's a uh, morning of uh, Escape from Cleveland. We're having some coffee with uh, Halloween Havoc on in the Trump background. Coffee. But as fu- this fucking cat. You're not a fan of cats. I hate cats so much. Oh my god. I hate cats. And he went and he smelled my shoes when I took them off. And I thought he was gonna like spray. It's, that's a, what it's a girl. Cats do. It's a girl. Well, same thing. I, well, she can't spray. It's Mr. Whiskers. What? I haven't had a drink yet today. I could tell you're a little irritable. <laughs> that doesn't make me irritable because I haven't drank today. We haven't had a meeting today. Steve guy left me at his house to go to the gym. Yeah, he's probably going to be upset when he returns and you've like just Ubered to my house. He locked his front door while I was there. He tried to lock you in. <laughs> he tried to lock me in. It's very. He tried to abduct me. Yeah. Abductions. He tried to abduct me. He he locked the front door. Well, we almost. So you're saying we could have had to send an Amber Alert out about you? I, I, what would I? Yes. He doesn't have any food in the house. Steve Guy never has food. He has barbecue sauce that's expired from probably six months ago. 
I would never eat that. Yeah, you don't eat. You don't eat anything. No. Uh, let's get to the matter at hand. How did the matter here? Two of the the guests today had very awesome requests in my mind. Uh, the six 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 guys. What did they want to do today? Six 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 family. Yes. Got a text bright and early. They wanted somebody to take them to Golden Corral. <laughs> And they had a screenshot of the Google Maps location of the Golden Corral, <laughs> where it was located. <laughs> and how many students offered? Uh, none. Okay, so let me pause you there. What was the other guest, and what did he request? Uh, Ultimo Dragon? Yes. He wants to eat American steak and drink wine. Okay, and how many students offered to do that one? St- still uh, waiting. <laughs> okay. So, three people, two runs, easy two runs, and no students. I'm very upset with these students right now. This is ridiculous. I know. I, and I think it's time that, uh, uh, I think the mood is about to change on the students uh, because, uh, you know, I, I go out there and get Ultimo Dragon signed up, you know. I can't uh, believe that you picked up Ultimo Dragon, by the way. Yeah, I had to pick them up. You don't ever do that. You've never picked me up. Uh, I pick people up sometimes, but you, you have st- never picked me up. St- you, well, you and Steve Guy got like a relationship. Well, yeah, yeah, we have a relationship. Yes, but you've even before that relationship, you never picked me up. He always he always dibs on that though. He always calls dibs. No, on it that. was Dave the Potato at first that you stuck me with. Uh, well, and then Dave, I I said no more Dave the Potato. Oh, he he stopped the offering. Oh, that's people. another thing that needs to be talked about. <laughs> Sidebar. Sidebar. Fuck Dave the Potato. Okay. Why? Why? Why is why is he too big for his britches these days? He says he can't leave the car lot, uh, uh, you know, until four p.m. and it's an hour away. So he'll show up around five and be like, "Hey, buddy, anyone coming in from the airport?" And I'm like, "Dude, the doors open in an hour. I would, I would hope that they're all already here." Is this bef- this is before he then takes the mic and does opening announcements? Dave the Potato does opening announcements. Yeah. This is your show, John. Well, Dave the Potato is, is he's taking on a bit of a Don West role or a, a Jeremy Borash at TNA House show. I listen to Don West on full volume bef- more, much longer than Dave the Potato at all. Here's the thing about Dave the Potato he will annoy somebody into a purchase, which is what I'm looking for these days. <laughs> You're looking for people to be annoyed? Just, to, yeah. Just, you know, I got to. I got a lack of income these days. I'm going to need all the money I can get. You have a lack of income? No, you don't. Yeah. I just, what I just witnessed, you don't have a lack of income. Yeah, you witnessed me filling a lot of envelopes. Filling a lot of envelopes. I usually don't have to do that job either, but Pedro was, uh, Pedro's in Disney with the family, so I had to take on way more responsibilities. So are you going to bury Pedro for going to Disney like you did me for going to Tim Allen? No. That's the same thing, is it not? No, Pedro gave, gave ample notice. I gave you two weeks. Pedro put in a six-month vacation request. Uh, oh, vacation request to yes. you? Yes. And did you have to okay it? Yeah, I approved it with HR. But you approved mine, too. Well, I had no choice to approve you. <laughs> okay, so that was okay with you then. See that, But you still... No, because you cost me a beer sponsor. I had a whole beer sponsor lined up because they wanted the star of Leprechaun Origins. They wanted to say Bud Light Presents, Dylan, Hornswoggle, Postal. 
uh, live at the Music Links. I do remember you saying that now. And then they said... I do remember you saying that. I said, where's the little guy? I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that those words never came out of their mouths. That's what they said. They those words never came out of their mouth. They said, "Where's Ever. the little guy?" And then you gave him weird body. <laughs> I don't know what I gave him. I, I don't think I. I don't think I booked any uh, any stars on that one. I can't recall. I don't think so. I think I was the name. Oh great! Oh great! It was the other name who also canceled. So it was doubly fucked. That's right. That's why I was really Kikutaro. Yep. Kikutaro. Him and Dick Justice. Yeah. All right. So yeah, this is. Uh, Let's, let's let's get into it. how was Tim Allen? Awesome. It was a it's been a while since you've been on the pod. It's, you've been talked about quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Yes, I have. Every week I now have to listen to the Hornswell burial of the week. It's like a segment on the show. It's not burial. We're just speaking the truth. I the last show, I wasn't even the least bit hammered. The the one that you guys just talked about. Absolution? Yes. You still had a couple cocktails. A c- uh, yes, I had two cocktails all day. Well. And night two, I wasn't even, I didn't drink at all before the show. Night two? What are you talking about? That wasn't J-Lit. A- oh, J-Lit? Well, that's because you're so hungover. I didn't have anything to drink. Well, why is that? Because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The bet, I will say... When you sh- last show, when it was at Absolution, when you showed me the DVD trailer. Oh, is that Russell Rager? Oh, was that Russell Rager? When you showed me the DVD trailer, and I, my point part in that first night one DVD trailer, I couldn't believe. How I, drunk you are in that? No, no, I wasn't drunk anymore. I was, that was the part, part where the Red Bull and pre-workout kicked in. <laughs> you look like you were sweating and having a real bad time. I, I was having a great time. Great time. Uh, anyone that's listening to this, go look up the... Uh, Absolution 13 DVD trailer. No, Jaylet. Or Jaylet. Jaylet Night One. The Jaylet Night One DVD trailer. Uh, just so you could see uh, Hornswoggle walking down the ramp in the condition that he's in. I was fine. Yeah, okay. You think you would have passed a breathalyzer? I was fine. You think you would have passed a breathalyzer? No, because I was on medication. I was on cold meds. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, what a worker! Cold meds. Yeah. You know how like when somebody get, gets like so many DUIs, they put a breathalyzer in their car to start the car. Is that what you're gonna do in Gorilla? Yeah, I might put it at the like the curtain won't open for you unless you could pass for me. Yeah, I, I love that I'm the only one. Who, I don't I don't see any anyone else having any drinking issues, except this for isn't Steve. An issue, except for Steve Guy at Russell Rager. Oh well. Uh, I don't have an issue, a drinking issue at all. You guys, you flew me in early and made you, me meet you at the bar with Guido that morning. What did you think was going to happen? I thought you were going to have pizza, which Guido ordered. <laughs> no, I didn't want pizza. I wanted the big Buford. He was he was really he, <laughs> he was, was really adamant on that pizza though. He was really, and he was so mad that I wouldn't eat it. And he's mad that they wouldn't let him cook it. Yeah, that's what it was too. Oh. That'll bring up that'll bring up a topic. We can edit that that whole uh Yeah, yeah. Uh that that can bring up a topic. Have you ever had someone in no condition at a show? Or you've had to have some people. Like uh Jimmy Rave. Really? <laughs> I don't know what Was, was it the one I was that was the show I was at? I think so. Yeah. 
That was uh, that the only time you used them? No, you used them before. Like, I used them two or three back times. Back in the day, right? No, 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 no. No? All recent. Uh, I think that was the only time, and uh, we ended up having to rebook the entire show because uh, Hot Sauce was like, I can't wrestle this guy in this condition. And e. poor, e. Dick, poor Dick Justice had to walk him through something. I wasn't there. No? You weren't there for that? No, not at that one. Yeah. I don't think so. That's Jesus. Uh, the other thing, as I, as, as you've, I'll explain to you, you fans listening to this wonderful podcast that's going to go off the rails many times, I'm sure, is as I arrived to John Thorne's house, he has nine action figures, wrestling action figures, placed on his banister. John Thorne doesn't buy toys. He, he this is, it was, that's the first thing that stood out to me, was these... He didn't buy on purpose. I bought one. Maybe the, the Johnny Gargano one. No, that was a gift. Of course it was. I'm going to say the Kevin Owens one. I bought that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, the zombie Kevin Owens. Uh, but then I proceed to ask um, what those are there for. And why are those on the banister? Because my cat likes to climb up there and jump on back of my TV. And, okay, what happened to the, f- the first time the cat attacked your television? <laughs> <laughs> it broke. Shattered okay. the screen. Okay. Your 13-pound cat shattered the television? It's a very light TV. Your 13-pound cat shattered the television. Yeah, it fell forward and it cracked the screen. It I mean, fell onto it, the ground? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't mounted. It was just like on like a entertainment center. Yeah. And it knocked it right down. Okay. Well, this looks like a brand new television though. It's pretty new. Yeah. So you had to buy this new one? Uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> How did you? Because it looks like it would be an expensive TV to just you. Especially, I would have been really angry at the cat for breaking one television and then having to buy a brand new one. That's I was pretty in, pissed. Impeccable shape. Was... How did you afford this new TV? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so I still had the box for the TV. Yep. And uh, all the like you know styrofoam that comes in the box and everything. Four months later, you told me. It was like four or five, maybe six months later. And uh, I put it back in the box. And I, w- I got my grandma and I said, let's go to Target. Tell them that this TV you got is broken. And no one's going to argue with an old lady. And like, uh, it was so old, you know, they can scan it in and like see the date, you know, up until a certain point when it was purchased. And... Uh, they're like, it's not in the system. My grandma's like, I don't know. You know, I got it. It, it came from here. I don't know where the receipt is. Uh, so since she was such a nice and understanding customer. Were you in the store with her? Yes. Okay, that's a little better. I, uh, they gave her an even bigger TV and a straight-up exchange. Oh, my God. For the broken TV. That... You don't like that? No, I it's that's ridiculous. You know, did the, you immediately think? You know why else you're not gonna like it? Why I did it at your former employer. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm upset about it. Did, uh, did you immediately think when it broke? How am I gonna get a new TV? Yeah, because it was like it was like a housewarming gift. And then did you think how can my grandma help me get a new TV immediately? Eh, my grandma's just a lady that gets shit done. <laughs> She had some. She had some 
some connections back in the day. She knows how to get things done. All right. That's... So we continue on the thought of what is bought, what it was actually purchased in this house, and that's another thing knocked off the list. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't think one thing was purchased in this house. In your house. whole house? No. Which is the address, again, that <laughs> I will disclose privately to AIW wrestling fans. That uh, lamp? Nope. Jesus. Nothing. Uh, the, the, pic- the frames, I bought the frames. The frames for the... Did you frame the stuff? Oh, no, I had somebody else do that. You had someone else do it. So let's talk about... I want to talk about this, how you came upon this pre-party. I have something I've been telling you for a while that you need to do more of is sponsorships and, and stuff like that. How did this pre-party come along? Well, actually... And why wasn't I invited to the pre-party? Well, I think we've established why oh. you weren't invited. Uh... Actually, uh, it happened by kind of mistake during jail at weekend. Um, Filthy Tom Lawler and a couple other guys walked, you know, they walked up the street and uh, they stopped in. they stopped in there for a beer or whatever in the middle of the show because, you know, they were done or they were done. I think it was probably jail at night one, maybe. Uh, and they were done for the evening. And, uh, you know, they're just in there talking and the guy, the owner was in there and he's a big wrestling fan. And, you know, he said he's had Johnny Gargano come in and, you know, tweet about the whatever and, uh, probably gave him free shit or something, you know? So then, uh, he gave, he gave the, uh, he gave Tom and maybe, maybe Dom was there. I, I can't remember. But he gave the the group of guys that went in information. He said, "I would like to get involved with what you guys are doing because it's so close." Uh, and then uh, you know we uh, things didn't you know it, it was just one of those things that was not there's nothing done in time for absolution. Uh, but you know we said, "Hey, we have these following dates coming up near your location," and uh, they said, "Well, what would you like to do?" And I you know I said, "Well." You know, what about, because fans show up so early, fans want to tailgate. We already have so many uh, issues kind of with the venue, with it being a school, school's back in session. I want to try to divert uh, as many of the uh, undesirables uh, that could be drinking outside of a elementary school as possible. Besides Worldwide. So, well, Worldwide is the first to divert it. He's hosting the party. <laughs> okay. So the, the plan with the pre-party was just to get worldwide out of Mount Carmel. <laughs> no. I think worldwide is going to be a, an extravagant host, but uh, by the time this airs, it'll all be over. So we'll know how that turned out, but it, it just kind of happened by coincidence. So we're, we're going to see how it goes. It's, and uh, uh, it just, you know, uh, happened the way it did based on, you know, the no beer at Mount Carmel now. So that kind of, yeah, I said that the other day to you uh, this week. I said that it's it's almost, you know, the, the no beer at Mount Carmel is awful, you know. But we'll see tonight how it affects the show, obviously. But with this pre-party, I think it really is a way to push that pre-party even more. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, pre-party and after-party now. And we're going to try to get the Mount Carmel things resolved. But, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of issues at hand right now. That's a hard one to to resolve, 
and and but never know, never know what can happen with that. Uh, heart of the matter, Booker Booker T replacing Kevin Nash. Yeah, it's been uh, you know it, it's been a pretty stressful. Yeah, you've uh, had a really good two weeks. Awful two weeks. Uh, you know, by the time this airs, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's been. It's been a, a, a rough, uh, rough couple weeks. Uh, I my dad is in the hospital, still in the hospital right now with liver failure uh, and kidney failure, uh, and I don't know what's going on with his like mental capacity because of all this because he seems like he's like got Alzheimer's out of nowhere or something, uh, which is you know that's crazy to deal with when he was you know normal three weeks ago. But, uh, uh, you know, then there's that. Then I discover that my grandmother also has lung cancer, uh, which is, you know, crazy, uh, out of nowhere sort of thing. And then uh, there's been this, you know, threats of legal action uh, against myself and AIW over uh, the beer stuff. And, uh, when, you know, which is makes it even greater that it was a former wrestler who apparently has started all of this trouble. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, yes. It's pretty, it's pretty much confirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly. But allegedly. Uh, and then uh, last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, Kevin Ash texts me, uh, sorry, bro, uh, I got an offer for a Comic-Con that's going to be triple the money. So uh, you know, I I can't make your show. I gotta I gotta I'm gonna do the con all weekend. Which he agreed to this date like four months ago. Advertising is going, tickets are on sale. Uh you know, sponsorships have been sold because of him. Uh so it's that was fucking it's been like honestly, like if I was ever just gonna be like, all right, I've had enough of like of life and wrestling this week has been pretty close to it. Yeah. It, it's, it's the, it was very almost reminiscent of the Sid thing where it's, we didn't hear, we didn't know, we didn't know. And then at least the show is still like over yes. two months away. Yeah. Uh, it's like 60 days away or something like that. Uh, and you know, I, I, I actually like ended up like, I was so stressed out about it that I left work early yesterday and just uh, went and started trying to gather my thoughts and try to come At up with zoo? a plan. I didn't go to the zoo. If no. the zoo would have been a perfect place to go. I didn't go to the zoo, unfortunately. I went and just kind of sat in my car and, you know, had some music going and uh, trying to get my brain stimulated. And uh, I started going through my phone. And I texted Booker T because I'm thinking of a, a marquee guy. Yep. Um, I, I hate to repeat talent like that you know, at, at that high of a price tag. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is a new market, which is close to an hour away. And uh, it's it's really hard to find these really upper-level guys on a Saturday, uh, which is honestly why traditionally we AIW runs Friday nights because most people are more available on Friday yep. night. Uh, but, you know, Akron, we're trying to do a con with a, a more traditional day entertainment day. Uh, and you know, uh, 
I, I came up with a plan of guys who I was going to contact who I've worked with before. And uh, Booker T was the number one guy on the depth chart, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, he texted me back after seven hours later, he texted me back and said, and we worked out a deal. So Booker T will now be the headliner for the Rubber City WrestleCon show. You're welcome for that name. <laughs> yeah, you are responsible for it. Thank you. Uh, I think it's a heck of a replacement. Um uh, I, I think it's a heck of a replacement. I really do. And I, I just think that if there's a marquee guy to replace Kevin Nash, obviously Booker T is at that level for sure. Um, we were going back and forth on some, some names, and I'm, I'm glad this one worked out. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's, this is, uh, uh, is going to be one of the bigger uh, endeavors that we've ever accomplished. Uh, or not accomplished, but attempted. Uh, hopefully we'll accomplish it. Uh, but you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, let's, uh, you know, let's just throw it all down on the line and see what happens. And this was a lot of it was, uh, because of your, uh, I guess, antagonization, antagonizing of me to do something like this. Yeah. After, you know, after I, you know, I run back in Oshkosh, I run ACW Wisconsin and we've done two of them now and last year being much more of a, a a con so to speak and um so after that after that happened i uh and went well i asked john i said have there ever been anything like this in cleveland or in the area and i i, said, I think you said no no not really and uh i don't know in this is going to sound bad, but I don't know how well it works in Cleveland, uh, just based on the overall competition for the entertainment There's a lot dollar. Of stuff to do, yeah. There's a lot more stuff to do in Cleveland, but Akron is a little bit more. I mean, it laid back and a little bit more. You know, you're not getting a ton of big events rolling through Akron, uh, and you know, we saw with just you know the Ricky Steamboat show how many people came out of nowhere for that. So. Uh, I figure, you know, let's try it again. Let's get some more people involved and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe, maybe we'll try like some con activities, like a Q and a panel with Hornswoggle or something like that. But, uh, you know, just to, just to kind of make the time go by for the people to get all their autographs. Cause it's going to lead right into the show. That's, and that, that's the thing is you can't, I, I, you can't give too much time that people are just kind of sitting around and once they get their autographs, you don't want them for hours just sitting there waiting for the show to start. Otherwise they're going to get bored. Right. So, you know, that's going to be the next step. It's, you know, finalizing the lineup, which I have maybe one or two more things to finalize on it. And then it's like, okay, let's think of some other ways that we could kind of, you know, entertain people as they're, you know, getting their autographs and buy, you know, buying merchandise and things like that. And you guys have been very done very well with these meet and greets as of late. And it's, it's actually kind of shocked me how well they've gone and smoothly they've gone um, at Mount Carmel and at these other places. Yeah. I mean, we mainly do it at Mount Carmel, but uh, it went very well in Akron last time. So uh, this is taking like a real serious business turn, but I I feel like wrestling is more, I don't want, I don't know if you want to say devolving back into how it was in, you know, like nineties independence, but uh, you know, with all the hot indie guys just getting signed up and signed up and the ones that aren't signed are just, uh, you know, charging a premium price. 
I, I think this is a, a way to be more sustainable. Hold on. They're charging a premium price, the ones that aren't signed? Is that, that it, something I should be doing here? <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you booked solid every weekend? That's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, I, and I don't think it's devolving. I think it's just changing a bit where you see these, you know, these signing slash shows doing well. And that's, I think it's because the, it gives the people that are coming to the show something different than showing up at seven, leaving it at 10, just seeing wrestling. Well, and the thing about it is, is I also look at it as a kind of a guerrilla marketing tactic. And I don't know if you've looked at it this way though, but, uh, you know, say for instance, you know, you did, uh, you know, you do your water city WrestleCon every year, right? ACW presents, uh, now, you know, some, you know, some 10 year old kid is going to be like, I met Ryback at ACW when I was 10 years old. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, it just, you know, it, it kind of gets that branding in, into those people. It's, that's exactly what it is. And, and Wednesday, this last Wednesday, I had someone come up to me and say, Hey, when are you guys coming back to the arena? I said, oh, not till next year, but we have shows every month at our normal building. And they had no idea about it. All they knew about was the arena thing. And it's, it's, and because we did it there and it was such a big event, they don't really know about our monthlies. And that's kind of our tactic going forward. And I think with you doing this one, it's spreading the brand even more. The spreading the word of the brand and making people realize that, hey, there's wrestling going on besides what's on television and ring of honor and that kind of thing that there's more to wrestling and especially there, there's a whole nother world to it besides what you see on television and what's mainstream. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, I love modern independent wrestling, but, uh, the thing is, is, uh, these guys are just getting too in demand. So, you know, it's hard, it's harder and harder to, to build around some of these guys now, you know, cause like, uh, Joey Janela, for for example, you know, Joey wants to come back so, you know, all the every month, but he cannot pass up these gigantic paydays where he's getting flown to Australia or he's getting flown to the UK. Uh, so it, it's more difficult for it, it's almost becoming more difficult for these upper tier, uh, and not even to say AW is an Can upper we pause tier. This real quick, Paul White is smoking. A cigarette. Yeah, he used to do on that. The way to the ring. You didn't know that. I remember seeing like a video of him doing it on Nitro one time, like a, a GIF of GIF of it. But this, this is a, th- a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. The smoking giant. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was a strict WWF guy. So was I, but I, I knew about this. But uh, anyway, like I was saying, you know, it's it's harder. It's harder for these upper tier American independents to get a lot of these guys because now they're getting there's so few of the elite independent talents that uh, they're just getting flown all over the world now, and uh, you know there's there's a lot more money for them outside of America than inside of America right now, and uh, you know uh, another thing is it's I don't know what has caused it, but it seems like they're is a lack of guys to fill the void right now on the independence. And it doesn't seem like anybody 
is on the verge of breaking out into that eliteness like you've always seen because it was such a gradual turnover when guys would leave and then you know it was like you, you had you had your guys like Chris Hero working with guys and they were bringing you know a guy up to this level and then they would disappear and then that guy is bringing up the next guy now guys got signed at such a rapid pace that uh there's there's no turnover on that passing you know passing down or whatever you know it's at this point it's not even hey this guy's has a real good following and this guy's real over on the indies it's this guy is getting a good following and this guy is starting to get some hype but it's very rare now yeah no it, no what i'm saying is that's bad you know a few years ago it was uh they would get signed after they have the following and now it's during when they're starting to get oh that yeah following. they're just get everybody's getting eaten up yep. by wwe now yep. and uh you know, and even before, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, wasn't as big and you could book the Ring of Honor guys. Now, like most of those guys are signed to exclusive deals, too. You can't, you know, like you can't book them. And then the guys that aren't booked to an exclusive deal are the guys that you don't want to book from Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like just like filler guys. So uh, it's a it's a weird time. And these these meet and greets have helped astronomically. um you know, build build to the, you know, you know, just the the future of AIW, and I guess I'll I'll talk on this, you know, based on, uh, you know, the situation of you know these disgruntled former AIW workers and stuff is, uh, the, the the quote is you know the shows suck now AIW sucks, uh the shows aren't good because we're using students instead of, uh you know established uh local talents and uh, i don't find that to be true because honestly if if we don't start trying to expedite the process on establishing these students there's going to be nobody left or it's going to be guys that are forever going nowhere sort of guys and uh, you cannot evolve as a as a brand or a company uh and i don't think any of the students have failed up until this point uh, I give them all enough rope to hang themselves with, and uh, so far so good. I feel on a lot of them, but that has also helped AIW because they've brought new fans in. They obviously work for for a cheaper fee than some guy that I got to bring in from, you know, Montana or wherever the fuck you know a, a guy's located, and uh, it's it just it, it's overall just just working out. And I I feel that it it makes AIW stand out. It makes AIW be different, and. Uh, you know, I'm gonna stick with that. AIW uh, has had more hype at times, I guess, on the internet, but uh, hype does not pay the bills, is what I found out. That that right there is, you know, I, I kind of go through the same thing back home. Is we have our students, and you know, you get the oh, what? It's always why does he have my spot? Okay, do something to earn that. This guy's selling 25 tickets. How many tickets did you sell? And and that's the thing that guys don't realize is. I am a promoter. I am in the business of running a business. You know what I mean? Like company, this, the company can't keep going if I, there's no ticket sales. I cannot sustain running a company off of my real life job yep. and living off of. You know what I mean? Like, I it's just not possible. It's about running a business, and uh, fans and wrestlers especially don't. They don't like the reality of the business part of wrestling a lot of the times, and. 
that is to to remain profitable and not have to, you know, there were so many years where I'm going to the bank and overdrafting my bank account just to go pay somebody that wasn't drawing drawing a crowd, you know what I mean? And uh now that it, it's it's become such a such a, a reality to me as I've gotten older that how I have to remain to make this profitable and you know, so far, so so good um, as far as getting uh, getting things on track. So there is a future of AIW, you know, because that, I could very well just blow it all and I'd be done. That right there is is the, the 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 biggest thing, the future of AIW, and it's it's guys get mad when these you know students are on shows. How are these students supposed to get any better if they're not on the shows? Exactly. And how are they supposed to get other places if they're not on these shows? They can't just do camp matches. They cannot just do camp matches. It gives it, them no, no experience. And that's that's the thing too. I have an obligation. I you know what I mean. They came to this school because there's a promotion attached to it. You know, you could go to a wrestling school that doesn't have a promotion attached to it, and where are you going to wrestle? You know what I mean. It's hard. Uh, so I have an obligation to to do that for them, and I want to do it for them because you know uh, a guy that lives in Cleveland that isn't an AIW student isn't going to be the guy that's going to get the ring and yep. set it up and set the chairs up. You know what I mean? They want to show up and get paid and go home. And these guys, uh, you know, even though I'm mad at them at times, like, you know, today. No, they, they still, they're still on the hate list. I'm mad at them, but, you know, I am going to say, you know, uh, w- without the infrastructure of the AW school, uh, after Biggins passed away, there'd be no way that I could be running this company right now because there's just too much to do and too much to juggle uh with having a real life and and you know a real i you know i have a real career outside of wrestling uh you know so it i can't i, I can't just be like hey uh i'm gonna go get the ring by myself i'm gonna go set the ring up by myself i'm gonna go do this by myself i'm gonna go pick up everybody by myself uh it's impossible to do without the help of these guys that's exactly it it's it's these students make the show happen as far as getting it going and the pickups and the this the Whatever needs to be done behind the scenes, so almost their payoff is getting to be on these shows. All right, John, you finally let me in your house. Yeah. What else? Do you, what else you got to say? I have nothing. You got nothing. I am hungry. You're hungry. Happy dogs. You want to go to Happy Dog and eat a hot dog? I want to go eat a hot dog. You think this was? You think this was uh, inf- uh, informidable for? Uh, we we never have like serious business talks. It's usually like uh, chaos, you know. It's usually chaos or burying me. I don't bury you. You, I mean, but no, we don't have ever serious ever have serious talks. It usually is uh, me talking about my Oscar worthy worthy performances in my movies. It's oh, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, why don't you have an agent? That's supposed to be what you're doing. I meant like a Hollywood agent. I no. I signed up for. I signed up for IMDb Pro. You're so, so I, stuck on that. I don't have an IMDb. I signed up for IMDb Pro so I could try to book Dave Batista. I got a hold of his agent. Yeah, th- is he coming in? I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> but uh, I looked at yours, and you have no agent. You know, if someone wants to put you in a film, they don't know how to get a hold of you. Bookhornswoggle.gmail.com, brother. You're telling me Steven Spielberg knows how to find you on Twitter? My buddy Steve. Yeah, we, we talk quite a bit. Oh, oh! Can we talk about this so oh, we no, so we could uh, 
uh, you know, we, I guess we got to end it on a on a funny story. Can we talk about how you got drunk during the Green Bay Packers uh, game the other day and you Not started during uh, after after all well, after week you hit- one. This again, this is time sensitive. So week one, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers pulls out this craziest football win ever. You don't watch sports, so you don't. I watched the Browns. I watched the Browns game with my dad at the hospital. Win. They didn't win. The, the Browns? Yes. Well, they, they didn't lose, which was stop. You know, they didn't win. They didn't lose. Oh my god! I tell you what, I did watch Hard Knocks though, that HBO uh, documentary series. I got really into it. I'm not sure what that is. Is that it, the Rock one? No, Hard Knocks is like it's like a reality show based on one football team a year on HBO, and it was on the Browns this year. So I watched it. I got really into it. I sent Baker Mayfield a DM. I told him anytime he wants free tickets, brother, come on down. Even Dave Batista. <laughs> Dave Batista, I was trying to book. So I watched the the week one game, Green Bay Packer game. Incredible game. I end up uh, having some celebratory drinks afterwards, and I don't know why, but then in my head, I needed to visit Jim Henson Studios. You messaged me the next day, and you said, oh, I fucked up, man. <laughs> I I... Then texted my people with the Muppets and said, I need to visit Jim Henson Studios. Is it a member of the Henson family you're texting directly? No, it wasn't a member of the Henson family. I will full. I, it, was, it isn't. It's not a member of the Henson family. But a higher, a higher ranking Muppet. It guy. is a very higher ranking Muppet performer, yes. Uh, I messaged them and said, I need to visit Jim Henson Studios. How do we make this happen? I will fly out to LA in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh they proceed to say oh hey dylan how are you <laughs> um they go well we're n- i'm not in town right now they're they were they're shooting something and i said okay how do we make this happen and they said anytime you're in la we'll make it happen and so then i are you hold on aiw podcast fans Halloween Havoc 98. There is a tag match. Steiner and Paul White against Rick Steiner and Buff Bagel, who just turned on Rick Steiner. Watch Paul White, the giant, climb this turnbuckle. The the dropkick was very impressive. But watch him get onto the turnbuckle. Around around this time, he was practicing a shooting star press. No, he wasn't. That was reported, yes. Really? I, I remember reading that on the internet. Jesus. Uh, so I proceeded to text John Thorne. If you're ca- okay, that's not my hat. I thought your cat was going to lick my hat and I was going to get really angry. I text John Thorne the next morning right, on Voxer. I vox him. I go, hey, man. Anytime you want to go to Jim Henson Studios, I got an in. <laughs> <laughs> and he proceeds to ask, how did this happen? And then I uh, tell him the story about my, my drunken text message. You tell, are you going to tell the other text messages you sent out? No, nope, no, I'm not. <laughs> that one I will not tell, actually. Uh, no, because I'm still fingers crossed on that one. Yeah? Yeah, that, that these happy dogs will really help yeah. my way getting to there. <laughs> Hopefully Vince still has the same number, huh? Hopefully. No, no, it was No, I don't. No, it wasn't that. It was not that. All right, we're going to happy dogs. All right, is that all you got to say? That's all I got to say. What about what's your relationship like with the giant Paul White? Uh, very good. We always had a very good relationship. We play Xbox 
sometimes. You want to see if he wants to come in for a meet and greet? I don't. No, you don't want to ask? Uh, no, I don't want to ask. If you, would, if you wouldn't have made me seem like an alcoholic on the podcast in the past, he'd be here today. What about JBL? No. Didn't you say like you thought JBL hated you, but that you guys were buddies backstage at Pritchard? We were we got along really well at Pritchard show. Was that shocking to you? Very. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was kind of like in a different element, so it was nice. You think he's like gotten out of that locker room tough guy element, and he's just normal guy now? Yeah, I think it's it's always kind of that thing where if there's a group around, people are different. There was a big group though of pretty upper tier people. Yeah, but we don't work with either any of them. We don't see him on a daily basis. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you yeah. think since he's like out, so. out of the mix, now he's just like laid back? He's just a normal dude, yeah. John, the so. finance guy that lives yep. in the Bahamas or wherever yep. he lives? Yeah, I was. that was a really fun day. Well, Conrad, was, Conrad didn't offer me a beer, so. I love that you're really angry about Conrad not offering you a beer. He <laughs> said that to me the next day. Conrad was a dick. Didn't offer me a beer. Went around the room to everyone else. Not me. Or Grado. Well, Grado because he wanted to fight Hurricane. Well, that was a whole different time, though. That was different times. Grado tried to fight Hurricane the night before. Yeah. And then the first guy we saw when we watched oh. was Hurricane. You guys tell me that story on the way to the show, and then, yeah, and then I'm dying, and then the first person that walks in is Hurricane. I, I couldn't Grado believe it. Pissed his I pants. couldn't believe it. Grado, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? Just he 10. was. He was that. You know what I will say is he was the highlight. One of one of the highlights on my New Orleans trip. Him before you even got to the bar, it was just him and I at Tropical Isle having hand grenades. Oh yeah. And it was just him and I, and he was so blown away by the bartender. And so whenever someone would order that shark drink, and the place would go nuts, he was having the time of his life, and just to see him. Having so much fun made me happy. Yeah, he's a fun guy to be around. He very infectious attitude. Yes, and now he, uh, he currently time sensitive, is in the states on a trip with, on a vacation with his girlfriend. They went to New York. They're doing New Orleans, and I think they're doing something else, maybe Florida. But they're doing a whole uh, America trip. He should swing by Cleveland tonight. Hopefully, no, uh, he's not booked. He could have he, been. He's, he's not booked, Terry. He could have been. Well, he he did. Pay, he owes you one. He does owe me one. He pulled off like the show I pulled off for Tim Allen. Maybe right? he'll show up tonight on a surprise. I don't think so. You got uh, maybe Grado six six six. I'm sure we, they got enough face paint laying I around. I can't wait to see these gig marks. By the way, I'm gonna try to put a penny in one. Dude, Damien six 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 is sliced up. They knew at the hotel he was a worker. They said you a pro wrestler. Jesus. He just, I don't think he can speak English. Bestia six 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 speaks English. So none of your guests speak English. Uh, Damien Six 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 just keeps saying "amigo" to me. That's it. <laughs> yes! And then I don't know what else he says after that. Perfect. So I guess uh, we'll wrap it up and uh, we'll go get the show together. At WWE Hornswoggle on Twitter, at WWE Hornswoggle on Instagram. Check out my new Cameo page. What's that? I'm doing shoutouts to fans on Cameo <laughs> and Celebrity Video Messenger. You're one of those guys now, huh? Oh yeah. You sold one yet? I sold seven yesterday. Oh my god! I have one waiting for me. I'll sh- I'm gonna shoot uh, right after we get it done here. Maybe I'll do it at Happy Dogs. <sighs> That's bizarre. Dylan Postel on Cameo and Celebrity Video Messenger. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>